Hey, my name is Joel Masharia. I'm the founder and CEO of Abacus Online Investing, based in Kenya. And we help Kenyans, um, both in diaspora and at home, invest in securities in the NSE, bonds, stocks, unit trust, and other savings products. Welcome to the African Tech Roundup, Joel. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Cool. And uh, so it's, this is a micro-investment uh, platform, correct? Yes. Um, it allows people to, inme- to make investments for as little as a dollar, all the way to, we've seen transactions of ten to $15,000 transaction ticket sizes so far. Okay, and is this Kenya-specific? You said the NSC, presumably the Nairobi Stock Exchange? Yes, the Nairobi Securities Exchange. So it's Kenya-specific at the moment, but we're looking at spreading it out across the 29 African markets um, and figuring out how to do the legal maneuvering that would enable us to allow transactions. So for you as a South African... um, Zimbabwean living in South Africa? Oh, sorry, my mistake. Um, As a Zimbabwean living in South Africa, you can make an investment in Nigerian securities through a Kenyan platform. That's the vision that we have um, for Abacus in the future. Okay. And does this vision for, for growth involve like acquisition or, you know, South Africa has easy equities, for example, um, or do you see this happening under your own brand? What are some of the technical limitations to that being a possibility for you and, and perhaps maybe even regulatory-wise? Well, the, the thing about capital markets authority spaces is that in every single country and in every single jurisdiction, there's, there's diverse regulation. And with the kind of model that we apply, like in Kenya, we are under four different regulators. Um, we've got the central bank, we've got the insurance regulator, the retirement benefits regulator, and the capital markets authority. So when we look at this and we look at how we're planning on scaling across the continent, I guess each country will be informed by the, the environment because some differ. Some are very forward-thinking, some are very backward. Um, in some cases, it won't be possible to go in technology only as much as we'd like to because some markets aren't as technologically advanced as others. So I guess each country will be different and each country will be informed by what the conditions look like. Ultimately, we'd like to build our own Pan-African brand. Um, if, that, if this means then through partnerships, through acquisitions, um, through reseller or agency models, then I guess we'll be building on each as we go along. Okay, so how does this monetize? Um, because the legacy business that you are improving upon or innovating within is under extreme pressure, right? Because, I mean, they've enjoyed these massive profits for years. You're presumably disintermediating further, uh, you know, uh, an, investment client, an investment sort of uh, industry that, you know, is already struggling to stay profitable. So how are you doing that and, and doing so profitably or sustainably? Well, what technology allows us to do is to scale, um, number one. So it allows us to move um, and serve smaller transactions at basically the same cost as a $5 million transaction. Now, the traditional way of doing this is that you had to apply human resource. And it wouldn't make sense for you to send out somebody that you're paying $2,000 a month to go and close a $500 transaction. You'd be sending them out to make sure that they're closing $5 million transactions. A $5 million transaction on an Abacus platform or a $5 transaction pretty much costs us about the same in terms of execution. So thanks to tech, we are able to enable transactions across a broader range. And we've seen transactions as little as $1.30 on our platform and as high as, I said, $15,000. And so how's that? how do you come to those figures? Are these per transaction? Yeah, basically, how, how do you charge for the services you, you provide? At the moment, what we're doing is we're taking a commission by selling products that already exist in the market as we develop our own new products. Um, we focus on being the point of 
uh, origination of a transaction. So essentially, um, anytime you think, if Andile decides, you know what, I've got a little bit spare money, we want you to think Abacus first. And what we do then is we profile you. And when you log in, we know essentially what your risk profile is, what are the areas you're interested in, are you a real estate person, are you a technology person, and we can direct you into making those kinds of investments. So affiliate marketing, basically? Um, at the moment, yes. We're an agent for multiple fund managers, for multiple brokers. Over time, we intend to create our own products, um, you know, products such as exchange-traded funds, passive index funds that just track different kinds of indices across the continent. Um, for instance, in Kenya, we don't have an NSE 20 share index fund, which is surprising, but it's something that we're working on, on getting out there into the market. So how does your, the regulator view you guys? Does, do they view you as a financial services company? Do they see you as a broker? Of some, how did you navigate that? How did we navigate, I think, would be the wrong question. How we're navigating it, because it changes every single day. I, I guess we've been fortunate in that the way we've structured ourselves, we don't really um, take on the liability. We essentially have the partners. We've got a banking partner, a brokerage partner, fund manager partners. And all we are, to some extent, is a technology aggregator, which has been fantastic for us uh, in terms of... But also risky, I imagine. If you guys... I mean, should this become very lucrative, you'd probably want to shake that model quite quickly. Yes, that's true. I mean, because you see, the thing about it is we're building on top of other people's stacks and we are taking advantage of the fact that um, in as much as banking has been has had a lot of technology go into it, capital markets investing not quite as much. So we're, we're riding on the back of that where we come in and say, we're going to make your work a lot easier. You guys do nothing extra, um, but you get transactions coming in and, you know, they're coming through an API. So... There's nothing that you guys are doing extra, but you're, you're driving more transactions. Over time, we do intend to actually become um, you know, a player, market participant. So in some cases where we might actually get a license as an investment bank or actually acquire an investment bank that has a license. Uh, but in the meantime, what we're doing is because we're still learning what the, 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 the consumer needs are. Um, over time, we've learned that um, the biggest gap to why people don't invest is actually knowledge. So everybody's, and especially speaking about Kenyans, Kenyans love to try and make money on everything from Bitcoin to farming quail buds to growing Jatropha plants for biodiesel. Kenyans are always trying to make some money. And so we've been learning that one of the things about the formalized financial system and investing system is that people don't quite understand what a stock is, how to use a money market fund, and people would rather be putting money into what we call chamas instead of putting it in a money market fund, which is just essentially a savings account that has almost current account features, but much higher returns. Right. And so I suppose given the landscape and how politicized financial services is and how, you know, technology is, is disrupting us, we have, you know, the telcos to thank for this and a lot of players who overnight are suddenly fintech players and regulators are wondering how to regulate everybody. Do you see your, your, your platform as becoming sort of the first and most obvious way the average Kenyan will one day, perhaps maybe two, three, maybe five years from now, think about investing in the money market? And it's, and it's not just investing, actually. The way we see it is... Um, Sorry, in the, in the securities market. Yeah. Um, and So it's not just securities market because what technology is doing today is that it's completely blurring the lines between the different financial services institutions, right? Um, so when I look at Abacus, I can see us being able to run as a bank without necessarily being a bank where you'd actually get your salary paid in there. You can take a loan. We won't be issuing loans against deposits. We'll be issuing them from other providers that tell us of this world who can plug in and lend money through our system. You'll be able to buy money market funds through our system. So essentially the things that you typically have needed to have multiple financial institutions to provide and you'd needed multiple accounts can all now, thanks to technology, be provided under a singular account. So, Sorry, to stop you, and all the competitors that are currently vying for dominance in each of those fields are just happy to let you waltz in and do it? Well, 
so like we said, it's in each one of those fields. We come and layer on top of all of these fields. So the way it works for us is we direct you into the best performing fund. Now, as a provider of a fund, if you're not performing well, there isn't much else to say. You're just not doing well. So essentially, you're not going to see any volume coming from us. So you've got to get your, your game up in terms of returns. Um, and, you th- and you'll never say no to new business. Exactly. And we've got pretty much, because we, we straddle all of them, we're agnostic. Um, we're not partnering with one specific provider. We're partnering with pretty much as, as many of them as we can. And we focus on the top five in each industry. The idea being that if you want to come in, be the best at what you do. Exactly, right? And but then on the flip side, you're taking full advantage of the fact that these guys are slow, sluggish, and lack vision, and maybe just are stuck in a way of life and doing things that makes it quite frankly you know, a great place for you guys to come in and, I don't want to say disrupt, but really thrive in, 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 a, in a space that really, if all things being equal, these guys would be deploying you know, their own cash to developing competing technology that would potentially take you out but we both know that's not going to happen right am i correct um well they are trying to figure out how to do this for sure um and it's not happening tomorrow though yes for sure and they come to us which is the best part right they they come to us um because the way we position ourselves is that we, we're just essentially when you think about this financial institutions fund managers do not want number of clients they want funds and a management right and so since we're bringing more money to them it, whatever we're doing to do that becomes our responsibility and that's how we play this the second thing about it is and, and like what you mentioned it's, it's a, it's a two-pronged or it's a two-sided sword we've got an opportunity but we've got also got massive challenges because when we come in the regulator looks at us as those 30-year-old 25-year-old kids who think they can change things in this space um, so when you're pitching something about how we do KYC um, know your client yeah, know your client verifications we do digital um, and we do to a point now we can actually tell where you're logging in from real time you know it's not I filled a form once 10 years ago and those are the details that you have today we actually have every transaction has you've got to verify it with your phone so the phone number if you change it then you can't verify your transaction so any phone number changes so that kind of thing right? so you're meeting them where their pain points are currently and, and bringing them along for the ride and 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 they seem happy to, to have you along. Well, they, the, the biggest problem has been with the regulators actually not seeing what we're doing as actually moving them forward because they keep insisting. We want to see signed documentation, physical documentation. And we keep saying, okay, so for instance, they have a fascination with utility bills. And it's very, very possible to be a Kenyan, a fully employed adult functioning Kenyan. With legal, like legal in every way. Yes, exactly. But with absolutely no utility bills because everything's prepaid. The power's prepaid, Safaricom's prepaid. Um, you'd be living in an apartment complex that's got borehole water. You're not paying for anything that's essentially a utility bill in the traditional sense. Um, and that's been a bit of a problem for them because they, were, they used to use utility bills as, as um, the, the key indicator of where somebody actually lives. So we're trying to get them to see that tech allows them to get a lot more information, a lot more real-time, better quality information. But I guess because they also don't understand it. And the first reaction to technology, you know, I remember this as a NAS quote, but it's probably a Nostradamus quote where he says, man um, hates what he can't conquer, fears what he doesn't understand. So it's the same situation we see when we come in and we say, and they don't understand how we're collecting all this information. And they go, um, but where is the signed document, right? Um, so that's been a bit of the problem with us being pretty much the guys who are at the forefront of, of driving tech innovation in, in the capital market space in Kenya. Uh, but I guess it's a challenge, and that's what creates the opportunity right there. Are you guys cash flow positive? Are you profitable right now? Cash flow pros- positive, yes. Um, profitable, not likely to be in a long time because we keep reinvesting into growing, um, into growing the business. You taken uh, on capital? Not, 
that's been the best part about this. One of the hardest things, especially in, in the new age technology space where everybody seems to celebrate raising money more than they do um, actually getting profitable. Uh, I agree. So whose money are you using? Is it yours? Yes. So it's my co-founder who works at McKinsey. Um, that's been expensive for us because he's got to stay there and, fu- and help us fund the business, but also contributions from other businesses that we've invested because I've been doing this for about 10 years. Um, so I've been a financial consultant. I've got a few other things I'd invested in um, and putting that money into it. But also one of the coolest things is actually our users. So whenever we have cash flow problems, we can raise debt from our users very easily. And it's short-term debt. It takes about 24 hours to raise all of it. And because the money is already sitting on the platform anyway, once the guy has signed off, we, we have access to it immediately. Or you could always just raise us an, uh, via an ICO. Yes, that's an idea. But then we could get shut down in our country. Central banks are not taking too kindly to, to cryptocurrencies. I thought you might say that. But thanks so much, man. Rush off. But uh, Joel, uh, thanks for being on the show. That was a great jam-packed, what, 13-odd minutes. Well done and uh, all the best with your, your endeavors. Thank you. And it's been a pleasure being here.